responses from people. Thank you for all of your comments and your, your uh, text messages that I've been getting. Right now, I always like to do a bunch of music, so here we go. I'm going to do a song by a gentleman named Ivory Joe Hunter. Now, for you young people, anybody under 70 or uh, 75 or so probably don't know what that name, who that name is. But I'm going to tell you, Ivory Joe Hunter released this song in 1956. I'm going to do it for you.
Since I don't have I don't have someone to interview today, I'm gonna do interviews every other show, um, and then it will either be me as I am now or me and Donnie. Okay. Um, fortunately, when I get with Donnie, we're gonna do two or three different shows and, and tape them and re release them as as I need to. What I'm gonna talk about today, I've got in a conversation with a gentleman I uh, entertain for seniors from time to time. Uh, and I was at a place in San Jose not very long ago, and I was talking with a, a gentleman there, and he was telling me, he says, oh, I'm 96 years old. And I'm going, wow, you look wonderful for 96. He says, yeah, you, you young folks, you probably don't know what life was back in my time. He says, things, things were different, things were hard. And, and I'm looking at him, and I can see his whole demeanor tells me he's a, an urban American, not a country boy. So I, I looked at him and I said, well, you know, sir, uh, when I grew up in the area where I grew up at, I said, I probably lived a, a rougher life or, or, or more of an older life than what you did. And he smiled and he says, how could that be? And I said, let me ask you a question. I said, I'm going to ask you a question. And if you answer this question right, I'm, you're going to blow my whole thing away. I say, okay, you're out in the tobacco fields or, or corn fields or whatever. You're plowing your, your horse or your mule. And, and I saw the look in his face when I said that, that he was going, he's, I've never plowed a horse or a mule. And I say, you're walking behind the plow and you want your mule to go left or you want him to go right. What does G or hall mean? And he goes, I have no idea. I said, okay, if you want him to go right, you go G, and if you want him to go left, you go hall. And I, was, and I told him, I said, do you know that you probably grew up with electricity and running water and water coming through your pipes and all of that stuff? And he goes, yes, yes, I grew up in Philadelphia. I said, well, let's listen to me. I grew up back in, in the backwoods, back in the sticks. And when I grew up, we didn't have electricity. Seriously, we didn't have it. In my early years, we didn't know what electricity was. And talking about running water, what the heck is that? We had to go about an eighth of a mile back down in, into the woods to this natural spring. We had to cross this creek on this uh, log and go back in the woods, get a bucket of water out of the spring, and haul it back home. Um, so anyway, I... When I got to talking to him about that, I decided to tell this little story that I often tell. Like I said, we didn't have electricity, we didn't have running water, we didn't talk indoor toilets. We, outhouses were, were, were the thing. 
when I first went to school, we didn't have kindergartens back in those days. So this is the you know, 40, late 40s, 50s stuff. Um, school was at six years old. Now, when I entered the school at six years old, for some reason, I had gotten a hold of some of uh, the older kids uh, with the family I was living with, books, school books. And when I got into the first grade, when I got there, I knew how to read. I had taught myself to read. And I had taught myself to write. You know, not, not a lot, you know, but I was way ahead of all of the other kids. So the principal of the school and his wife, they, they both liked me, but especially her. I'm not going to say that their names because I, I'm, not, I'm not naming anybody. Um, but anyway, they decided when I, now I was either six years old then or seven, I couldn't have been eight. When I got out of, when I, when I completed the first grade at six, I didn't go to the second grade. The, uh, the teacher said that alligator is, that he's too advanced. He wait, he wasted a year in first grade. We, let's send him to the third grade. We, we, if we could send him to the fourth grade, we, we would. So I was just a little smart kid for, for somebody from out of the backwoods. So here's what the story is all about. At one point, they got permission for me to go and spend a weekend at their house. Now, they had me there because they had all of their uh, somewhat high society friends, you know, high society, to people like us, high society, you know. Um, and they were having this cocktail party. They were sort of showing me off. And, and, and uh, the, the principal's wife was saying, yeah, yeah, this little kid, he says, when, when, uh, when my husband uh, is teaching a class or something, uh, he was standing up and correct, correcting me. He said, it makes my husband... Uh, it irritates him. Said, but I laugh at it because I just love that that, that he does it. He said, he go well, uh, Mister Bob. Uh, it wasn't like that. This is what really happened. I blah 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 blah. But I was, you know. So they had me over as a, a feature at their cocktail party, and they, would, and they would all pat me on the head. And she would say, just sit down with him for a minute, talk with him. He knows stuff about stuff. A little kid like him has no business knowing. So I'm enjoying the party, you know, and all of this. But I'm, I'm, I'm in this house. When we drove into this town, I had never been out of the backwoods. I couldn't believe driving into this place we came to. There were houses everywhere. Where I lived that, you know, you didn't... Houses, I mean, they, you know, there were houses, but not like this. So I'm at the party. And in the middle of the party, here's what this thing is all about. I had to go to use, I had to go do my business, as we say. I'm sure you know what I mean. And so I'm looking at all these people, and I don't know who to ask or anything, so I see the back door. So I want out the back door because I have to go do a number two, and I need to find the outhouse. Huge, they had a huge backyard, a couple of big oak trees in it. Uh, and I'm looking around, and I don't see an outhouse. I don't see an outhouse. And let me tell you, I got to go really, really bad, okay? 
So I'm looking around, and I'm, I'm, I'm really flustered. And finally, I had to do what a man's got to do what a man's got to do. So I go over behind the tree, like I would do, you know, in the backwoods where I'm from. I go over behind the tree, and I drop my pants, and I'm doing my business, and I'm looking around to see if I can find what we use uh, out, of, out in the backwoods, you know, some leaves or something to clean myself up with. Meanwhile, the, the matriot of the house asked someone, she says, where's, where's, the, where's the little boy? And someone says, oh, the, I saw him uh, wander out into the, he went out through the backyard. And she goes, well, let me, let me, what's he doing out there? So she comes out and she looks around and she doesn't see me. The backyard is empty as far as she knows. And so she calls my name. And I leaned my head from around the tree, and I go, yes. And she goes, what are you doing? And she walked, and she says that she's walking over here to see what I'm doing. When she looked and saw me with my pants down, taking a dump in her backyard, she screamed like a banshee. You, I mean, she couldn't believe it. She screamed at me. She goes, what are you doing? What are you doing? In the backyard, why are you? What are you doing? And I look at her and I go, "Well, I had to go, really, really bad." And and you know, I'm I'm so in, I, I don't know what's going on. What's she yelling at me for? You know, I can't find the outhouse. I said I said, "Well, I had to go, and I can't find your outhouse." And she says, "We don't use outhouses." She said, "We use the bathroom." And I said, "But Miss, I don't need to take a bath." She says, come with me. So anyway, to make a long story short, she bought me out some toilet paper and I took care of business. She brought me back in, in, into the house and she took me into the kitchen first and she turned on this faucet, this thing, and water came out. You could have knocked me for three Sundays I couldn't believe it. Water's coming out of this doggone metal thing here in the house. Then she told her husband, she said, take him into the bathroom and show him how to use it. So I go in and there's all of these, this stuff that I've never seen in my life. I've never seen anything like that. I don't know what this stuff is. I have no idea. So he shows me this sink. He said, well, this is where you wash it, blah, blah, blah. And same thing, water comes out of this thing. But the thing was, the water was hot. How the heck do you get hot water out of anything without boiling the doggone water? I'm just flabbergasted. I don't know what the hell's going on. He shows me the toilet. And this is going to sound like a joke that some comedian would do because I've heard these type of jokes before, but this is absolutely true. He showed me the toilet. He says, you sit here on this thing, and when you finish doing what you're doing, you push this thing here down. He pushed it down, and the water goes whooshing out of the, the bottom of the thing. And I'm, I'm a kid, but I see what's going on. That's the reason I said this sounds like some kind of comedian thing because I've heard him say this. But I looked at him, and I remember looking at him and says, no. I'm not sitting on that thing. I said, you mean to tell me I'm going to sit there? What if, you know, 
He says, it's not going to drag anything you got down the toilet. It doesn't do that. You know? So anyway, to make a long story short, he showed me how to use the bathroom. The next thing he did was he showed me the shower. The shower. I could not believe it. The next morning they wanted me to take a shower, so he showed me the shower. I couldn't believe it. I got in this thing, and this curtain, you closed it up, and you open up this thing, and he says, now this is the hot and this is the cold. How the hell did you do that? Water comes out of the ground cold. I mean, that all the water I know about comes out cold. If you want it warm, you take it home and heat it up. But the water came out hot. I was in, oh, I was, I was in fantasy land. I couldn't believe it. This water's falling over me like, like I'm standing in a, a, a small waterfall or something. And the water is warm. You know, it's, it's hot. So I take the shower. So anyway, that was my first introduction to the so-called civilized world. They used to tell us in school, when, when I, we were in school, they said, Abraham Lincoln was born in a log cabin, and he uh, learned how to read by candlelight, uh, by lamplight. And I'm thinking to myself, they say he had no electricity, he had no this and that, and I'm thinking to myself, what's so special about Abe Lincoln? We're living, <laughs> we're living like that now. But listen, to this day, when I get in the shower, my wife tells me that, I mean, I always often, she'll want to know how come I take such long shower. To this day, whenever I get in the shower, I'm very uh, conscious of water conservation and all of that, and I try to do what I can when I can. But when it comes to the shower, hell no. When I get in the shower, I take a long shower. Because every time I get in the shower, I still go all the way back to the first shower I ever had. And I'm still absolutely fascinated by showers. I'm in 70 pluses now, but I swear every time I get in the shower, I am still, I go back to that, that childhood thing. Like, I can't believe this. So anyway, uh, when I'm gonna be writing a book about some of my stories, some of my upbringings. And that's one of the stories I'm going to tell. In the, I've, got, I've got tons of them. Um, but anyway, right now, here's what I'd like to do for you. Um, Johnny Cash. I've always been a Johnny Cash fan. And uh, we're going to give this a try. Like I said, I'm having to do all this stuff myself today because I'm alone. So give me one minute. watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out Lord for the ties that bind cause you are mine I walk the line 
things off you a bit. What I do want to uh, to let you know is that the next podcast we're going to have me and Donnie, we're going to tackle uh, some serious subjects. One of them is, the first one is going to be the American flag. Now, I know you think, what is there to talk about about the American flag? That's a whole bunch to, to talk about. We'll get in, into that. I'd like to thank everyone for hanging out with me uh, this morning or this evening or wherever you are, whatever you are. I'm going to end this, this thing right now. I just wanted to, this was just an opportunity for me to play a little music and tell, it, tell one of my stories for you. You know, when I was uh, riding the rodeos as a young man, I had a girlfriend. We were going to move in together. And I had, I had a few horses at that time. I was living in New Mexico at that time. And uh, she came up to me one day after being with me for a few days. She said, Alligator, I have 
to confess something. I said, what is that, darling? She says, I can't stand horses. I said, what? You married an American cowboy and you don't like horses? Didn't you think this thing over before you got into this relationship? Anyway, obviously it didn't last very long because I think she gave me an ultimatum. She says, it's either me or those damn horses. And I didn't say anything. I calmly went into the bedroom and started packing her, her bags. But anyway, I wrote a song about it. It's called, My Wife Says I'm Crazy. She wasn't my wife. My wife says I'm crazy, but my horse, he thinks I'm just fine. Let me, let me do it for you. Then I'm going to go, okay? Not going to keep you long. Drive my wife out of her mind, but my horse. 
where the hell is the hate? There you go, my wife says I'm crazy. Listen, I'd like to thank everyone for sticking with me through this. Like I said, Cowboy Donna will be back. This is coming out Monday. Uh, Cowboy Donna will be back the following Monday. And uh, we'll have him on every other show after, after that because I'm going to have him do a few different things. With me. We'll be tackling serious subjects, voting, little political stuff. Uh, anyway, here's what I got to say to you. God bless each and every one of you. Keep you happy. Keep you smiling. My name is Alligator. They call me the crazy cowboy. I have no idea why. Call me the alligator. Let me tell my tale. I've been up, down, around, and long. I reached for heaven. I fell here and there. I don't got much money. No diamonds, no gold. But they tell me my daddy was a jitterbug. I got the boogie down in my soul. You might like Beethoven. The blues is what I do. And if you don't want it, I'm like Walt Disney. I said, Donald Duck. I'll see you later. Alligator rapping to you. Oh, yes. Anybody who's in Monterey, the second Saturday of the month, which is the Saturday coming up right now, I will be at Elroy's Bon Ton Lighthouse Smokehouse.